One, two, three, four, four. the shadows Cheer at the gallows This is a roundup This is a low-flying panic attack Sing a song on the jukebox that goes from the Dutch Hall. We try to entertain you week after week, every Thursday. And what we like to do is I like to bring the greatest band and podcast history together to Nocturnal Emissions, and I like to get them to play a real crowd favorite. <laughs> and I say... One everybody knows. <laughs> one everyone knows real and can tap along. their foot to is sing along, you know? So I suggested this week, why not do Steve Miller Band's Joker? You know? Well, what I forgot was I have two geniuses in my band. And Radiohead just came out with a new album. So there's not much chance. So I'm tough getting luck, folks. Yeah, tough luck for you guys. We're playing one of the songs that I thought was actually impossible to play. One that was performed by robots or something and it's some <laughs> magical musical equation that I can't figure out yet. It's going to take me about six months to figure this thing out. But my band, the Nocturnal Missions, figured it out in what, about 20 minutes? <laughs> Fuck Radiohead, right? <laughs> Let's start this show. Hall. I'm, I uh, am happy to welcome you to Pine Grove, Ontario, to the world's greatest podcast. I'm calling it now. Every week our, we change the rankings. This week, the greatest in the world. World. Not too bad. Seems right. Not too shabby. It's fitting. You know, we go next stop, I guess, is Universe, right? Galaxy. Oh, Galaxy, yes. Sorry, Dave. And the, the reason we're the best in the world is because of the greatest pod, band in podcast history, the Nocturnal Emissions, fresh off another... Uh, performance at David's with the guy to my left, the savior of the nocturnal emissions. Steve the Reluctant German is here. Let's hear it for Steve the Reluctant German. Thanks, everybody. Side Steve is my cousin. 
He is what we call the band leader. I like to call him the heartthrob of the nocturnal emissions because the other two are hideous to look at. <laughs> <laughs> He's Michael Bow. Let's hear from Michael Bow. Beside Michael is the man that writes most of the music for the for for the show. He's my old friend that I've never said a kind word about. He is the rooster, 2K7. Dave Charters is here, everyone. And Bone is here. Beside Dave is the man that we call the balls of nocturnal emissions. Whiskey Wes Hagens is here. Let's hear it for Whiskey Wes. And my bartender, bus driver, and brother, <laughs> Triple B, I call him. <laughs> Paul Van Dyke is here. Let's hear for Paul. And recording this for uh, the record to prove that it really happened. Or taking pictures or just clapping along and looking beautiful and adding a little bit of estrogen to this sausage party. It's a lovely Jane Van Dyke is also here. And our guest tonight. We're so happy to have him back. He's a longtime friend of the show. And we got some great things to talk about tonight. We get to talk about the upcoming Bushstock Music Festival happening at Lakeside Vista this summer. We also get to talk about a recent trip to visit the troops overseas. All right. And a Bob Probert, uh, a Bob Probert ride that he's going to be the what are you what are you called? The road captain. The road captain of. He is former NHL alumni, or you are an NHL alumni. Ryan Vandenbush is here. Let's hear from Ryan Vandenbush. Special guest tonight, big show. But one thing we have to do, stop. That was good, eh? You hit it right there, eh? Don't forget about two-time. Oh, yes, me. Award winner. I forgot about me. Two-time. You want to do it? Yeah, that's what And your host, two-time President's Club Award winner, Mr. Pete Van Dyke. All right. All right. Oh, thunderous applause. I love it. I love it. Oh, and then the show comes to a screeching halt. It's always sad when the music stops. It, <clears throat> I say it every week, but it always doesn't get less sad. That's no. why I keep saying it. It's so much fun. breaks my heart. I thought yeah, you gave yourself a new title. Oh, I was the Purple Prince of Podcasting yes. for one week. Also just known as Honor Prince. P. Yeah, <laughs> just Honor Prince. And I didn't have my pot filter on that night. So you could really hear it. Makes your, makes your teeth go pop, 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 pop. Mm. <laughs> Well, welcome to Life from Dutch Hall, everybody. Sorry about the dead air, but I need to get a bit of uh, Bud Light down my throat. Um, this uh, I'm pretty excited. It's been a big week. There's been a lot going on. Number one, my my band, the Nocturnal Emissions, played another gig at uh, the Double Olive upstairs from David's in Port Dover. Mm. Had a big crowd show up. I was one of the people happy enough to be able to see the set. And uh, Steve, I, I know that you've you've gone through a bunch of turmoil about that. You're a bit of a thinker. I see that you go through a lot of it. I think what you have is now you've been three times there. That's right. The trifecta. And you're starting to feel like you need to spread your wings. A little bit. Going on the road was uh, <laughs> was a real kicker. The the Orangeville experience is now like a, a peak. That's a, that's always your height that's of your the, life. That's the peak so far. Playing the 12 people in Orangeville? That's right. <laughs> was but we had a lot of fun. We played for like 10 yeah. hours. Oh, yeah. That was, was fun. fun. That was awesome. And... Uh, but so you, th- but it is fair to say though that three times in one spot, 
and yep. you've had three successes where you've made them some money at that bar mm-hmm. and you've uh, packed it full of people that have enjoyed themselves and, and come back a lot of repeat visitors to see you again because they've enjoyed your show that's true standing room only for a while there on saturday night yeah, it was yeah that's right Hot and now you, so now you're thinking we need to get more bookings right isn't that what it go, where it has to go that's right sure. you need to get more people so how would they be able to get a hold of nocturnal missions if they wanted to book you well, you can go on our Facebook page and leave us a message, or you can uh, give us an email at livefromthedutchhall@gmail.com. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, but make sure when you go to the Facebook page, it's The Nocturnal Emissions, the, right? The yes, Nocturnal Emissions. Right. Not just a glob of, of uh, semen that you've dropped in your bed in the nighttime. No, we're yeah. the. You're glob. the Nocturnal yeah, Emissions. Watch for the happy cloud. Yeah. Yes. yes. The happy <laughs> moon. It's a moon. Oh, the moon, that's right. The cloud is unhappy. <laughs> the cloud is un- the cloud is shame. It's covered in shame. The, the cloud needs a scuckle duke. <laughs> the cloud does need a duke. Yes. <laughs> There's a bit of a mesh. Yes, that's a great logo. It was one of my earliest uh, attempts at Photoshop. It's subtle. If you look close, you can see. Is it, you think it's subtle? I think it's perfect. Yeah. Depends how big you, you blow the picture up. Yeah. Oh, anyways, I love it. I love the logo, and I think it's fitting of you. So, anyways, if you do want to book them, these guys are great. So you should have them down. They're gonna make you. They're gonna make you money, and everyone's gonna have a good time. What better? What more can you ask for? Seems pretty simple, right? Yeah, it'll yeah. be a good party for sure. And uh, you know what? I did want to talk about too is that uh, we had a yard sale this weekend. Ooh, That's another yeah. thing that it's we didn't talk about. That go. Oh, it went really well. It was an uh, excellent uh, turnout at Pine Grove here. We have a big yard sale. Everybody comes from all around. It's like uh, the town explodes in population for one half a day morning where anybody in the world can just come up your driveway and look through your stuff, right? It's really invasive to me. Pete, would you Normally, say- I don't see a person from like miles and miles around around Pine Grove. No, you don't see anybody. No, I shouldn't say that. I can see my neighbors, you know? And your neighbors can see you. Sometimes. <laughs> Some of them. All the time. Hey, you know what? If you walk around with your pants off long enough, they'll build a, fr- a fence and it won't cost you a cent. <laughs> it won't cost you a red cent. I got, I've worked on one side of my house. I just got to work on the other side now. I got a question. I got to waggle my dick out. That, that's where I go to the washroom here is oh, where I send all my guests and stuff to go to the washroom is just waggle it at my other neighbors on this yeah. side until they build a fence. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> I got a question about the yard sale. Um because I know that some yard sailors, is that what you call them, the people who go to yard sales? Yard, yard sailors, sailors, yeah. What was the, f- when, well, at what time did the first person show up? At my place? As yeah. soon as we opened our garage door and started setting up, there was a person there. Like, like, 645, whenever, yeah, 640. Well, no, if we would have opened at, if we would have opened before that, like, it was supposed to be 8 o'clock. They would have been yeah. trolling the street. They knew it was happening. They're Even just, the night before, there was people up and down the block looking, looking at what people were setting up and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, and you know what? It's not the people you think in the morning. It's not the people you think. It's not like you figure it'd be people looking for a deal, like people that are like, uh, you know, maybe like need cheap bargains of good stuff and they want to get first crack at it. It it wasn't the hard luck people. It was people driving in their beautiful SUVs with their friggin' uh, kids and dance and that cost thousands of dollars and stuff. And they were like well off people who are coming in early at these yard sales to try to, and they're also the same ones coming in late. Well, the other, there's also the, the trailer of toothless hillbillies coming in late too. <laughs> Waiting Ch- for the box of free stuff to go. Free. To like when everyone, whatever you didn't sell, you still, you want to get rid of it. And you, yes. And, every, and most people do. 
We donated ours to another charity, which was nice. Oh, that's good. We had uh, two charities that we had three charities actually that we supported that day because of that. So we our our yard sale went to the Canadian Cancer Society, but we also had uh, given our leftovers to this uh, cat rescue thing or whatever. Yeah. Perfect and perfect companions. Oh, yeah. like P U R R. Perfect. Very yeah, yeah. Very and then, uh, and then we also had one more charity, and it was live from the Dutch Hall. Ah. Right? We set up a table at uh, with where we sold all our beautiful Clean Flow products. Oh, very nice. Oh. And mostly uh, uh, naked pictures of Dave. <laughs> that was a hot seller. How did you get those? Uh, it, it it didn't take much. It was when you were practicing for the bike race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teresa took a picture. <laughs> So uh, we made eighty-two dollars and fifty cents. All right, All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's going right into the that's awesome. tall coffers. Yes, yes. So we're going to be rich pretty soon, I think. Uh, anything else that happened this week? New Radiohead album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Had it on repeat for three days in my car. <laughs> Radiohead is always the same thing for me. Like, or, but it, they're like the extreme version of it. They manage to confuse me every time they put out new music. To the point where it it hurts. Yeah, it's even more confusing the yeah. next time. And then you're like, how can I get used to this? And then you played it like for an hour straight before the show. <laughs> now I like that song. But I, I don't understand why I like it. I still don't understand why I like it. Because it's know? drilled into your head. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's some sort of trancy something. I'm like hypnotized by it or something. Is that what it is? I don't, I don't understand it either. It's like you you it's hard to listen to at first it really is. Yeah, it is. And then you get adjusted to it and then you eventually think, "Oh, this is great. Why does that happen? <laughs> Why do they make it so hard at yeah. How about Friday the 13th this week? Uh, oh, yeah. Friday the 13th is going to be here. Big party. Right. Yeah. Well, I it's heard him rumbling today. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Party starts tonight. July on a nice hot summer day, you get about uh, well Dover's what 6,000 people and on a Hot summer day. I think the record was 150,000 people. That's crazy. Wow. Over 10,000 bikes. I bet you they'll get that tomorrow. Tomorrow will be huge, yeah. I think it will be that big. Yeah. Is the weather supposed to be yeah. good tomorrow? Yeah, it's yeah. supposed yeah. to be decent. Hey, Ryan, have want. you ever tried unicorn cum? Never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to? You want to? Unicorns aren't real. Yeah, they are. We got a donation by... Uh, <laughs> it's called a Unicom. It's a donation. Oh, it comes you don't, in a bottle. Okay, I might try that. You don't want to drink You don't want to drink too much of it. You just want to coat your mouth with it. You just want to like put a little bit in your mouth, and it'll coat it. It smells... Yeah, just a dab. Yeah. It smells like Jagermeister. This stuff is called Unicom. It's donated by a listener. Okay. Yeah, it's which uh, which was we're gonna give her full credit in uh, our segment we call feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Oh, welcome to feedback. We got feedback, everybody. This week's feedback is brought to you by our friends from Amazon. If you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall website and click on either of our Amazon banners, if you're in the U.S. or if you're in Canada. There's one for either of you. You can do all your Amazon shopping, and a little bit of that money will come back and help the show. Also, there's a, a coupon on their website. If you click on it, it's for VG Meats. You can bring that into either locations in Simcoe or Stony Creek, and you can get a great deal on uh, some very good meats. Mm, very good. VG Meats. And uh, you know what? Um, you know, we're going to be talking to Ryan Vandenbush later about Lakeside Vista and the Bushstock Festival coming up, so we don't have to plug them that, that way. We'll... We'll talk about more then. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, we do have to mention one more sponsor, 
And that's Van Dyke Party Services, brought to you by our friends from CleanFlow. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, every week for, when we ask for feedback from our listeners, we want... Uh, that's great that we get it. We get that many people with the stinger. I love it. <laughs> but uh, we we get that we get uh, we get feedback from everyone every week, <laughs> and then with, and the uh, and every week I don't think I'm going to get any. And on Thursday it comes in, you know. And uh, this week was no exception. It's like a unicorn. I got yeah <laughs> unicorn. This week we got a package from our sponsors at Clean Flow. And I've shown some of the people in the room it, but I have not shown our band leader, Michael. Oh, it's sitting excited. on its table here. It's in a box. It is on my night table. And uh, it, came, it came by courier today, addressed to Van Dyke Party Services. Uh, Michael, since you're an assistant captain of Van Dyke, don't let Charters open it because he is not Are a part of it. Are you claiming I wear an A? I would say it, but... Uh, I'm happy about that. You're the excited. only guy that's ever hired the service, so I mean, <laughs> you, you deserve the honor of opening the gift. Oh, If you could yes. tell us what it is in the box. The box it says... Uh, it says, uh, the box says the chive. Oh, it's a chive box. Uh, K-C-C-O, which uh, stands for Keep Calm Chive On, I do believe. Yeah. And it's a nice uh, leather piece is what I'm looking oh, at. Oh, leather. Mm. Very nice leather. And uh, I do believe it's a wallet. Oh. And it says a uh, bad motherfucker on the <laughs> front of it. Oh, bad motherfucker. It's bad <laughs> motherfucker. It's a leather wallet that says bad motherfucker just... <laughs> And I and inside the wallet, you know, look at it. Um, there is a there is a delightful license. Oh, the license! Oh. I didn't even notice this at first, but it uh, it's a cat in a top hat <laughs> that looks like the Monopoly Man. But oh, it's really? It's a cat, hmm. and uh, the license is from Hawaii, <laughs> and the name is uh, Percy Nappington. <laughs> <laughs> 42 Becca Lolo. What else on is the in North Shore? What else is in there? Well, that is a nice uh, bad motherfucker. <laughs> Holy fuck, there's a whole bunch of other shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if you look inside the big thing where the wallet would go, where your bills would go, is there. Sorry, I, I thought we were looking at the what? cat. There's even what? more. What is it? There's even more, eh? It's a bunch of booze. Is that all? It's all. Okay, <laughs> so uh, there's like. Uh, I would say 10 LCBO gift certificates. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of... LC- Holy shit. So what he's done is he's really given some ammunition to Van Dyke Party Services to really go out there and start to drum up some new business. We're even coming in with a little bit of preloaded booze for the awesome. boys. And a Pulp Fiction wallet. So if you want to talk about the greatest sponsor, uh, for the sponsor of the week, if we could do a sponsor of the week, it's we got to go to Clean Flow. Forgiven booze because you can't and 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 I think because this guy's such a badass sponsor, he's a bad motherfucker. I think that he actually stole that from Samuel L. Jackson himself, <laughs> right from the set of Pulp Fiction. You got some motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> and I want to tell you, you're the sponsor of the week. You're the sponsor of the week. That's right. So because we're still in feedback. We also had another listener who did, we we always sometimes, we, from time to time we reach out to our listeners and we tell them, can you please, if you got look in your liquor cabinet and you got just old stuff in the back, we're a bunch of hopeless alcoholics and we want to just, uh, we'll drink anything that you won't drink, right? Unicorn mm-hmm. And so this week we had a box dropped off at our house, or I don't forget where it was dropped off, it showed up at my house somehow, and there's a box of old booze sent by... Summerly Lasco, oh, right? Summerly Lasco, nice. yes. Mm. 
And it's, so it's a it's a bunch of there's a lot of girl drink stuff in there. A lot of chick drinks in here. Like a little uh, tequila rose. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. There's some Malibu rum that's like a, a strawberry swirl. Cream. Mm-hmm. Strawberries and whipped cream. So that's gonna be good. Very feminine, right? <laughs> It's even more feminine than regular right. <laughs> Malibu rum. And what we started off with is this uh, this unicum. It's a Hungarian uh, thing. Where the, it, Delight. They it was mil- not even open. It was uncracked bottle of unicorn cum. Right. Before before the unicorns went extinct, the last one lived in Hungary. <laughs> I believe it was involved in the porn industry in Budapest. <laughs> Budapest. It's a big. <laughs> now I know why you can only do a quarter it's- shot. It's it's fucking yeah. awful. It's, it's awful. Really, if you smell it, it's made from 12 different it. herbs. They really 40. pump that unicorn. Oh, 40? Dry. 40 herbs. 40 herbs in that in that drink. Mm-hmm. And they it smells like uh, Jägermeister, which actually smells good to me. But then it comes But when you do it, when you actually drink it, it numbs your mouth. Um and it, and it like it makes you want to uh it's an aperitif, it's a bitter. I'm going to do a little bit of it. The aftertaste the last 10 minutes. Yeah, oh, it yeah. hangs in there yeah, for it a while. Makes your lips go numb. Mm-hmm. A unicorn might have been You just want to take a little bit of it and coat your whole mouth with it <laughs> until you, like, suffer. And then all of a sudden your mouth becomes cold and your taste buds become used to it. And then you think, ah, oh, I long for that horrible taste yes. again. And your female uni- Yeah, female mm-hmm. unicorns never used to swallow. Yeah. <laughs> and I think when you wake up in the morning, or I think if you try to bet a lady after you drink 40 herbs. Mm. You don't taste anything. Everything tastes delicious. <laughs> and you stand like a soldier. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Hard as a rock. Rocket man. <laughs> yes. Big cooker. A big cooker, as they say. A Cleveland steamer. Yes. <laughs> well, if anyone that comes and drops off a, a box of booze for us, they should be named the Listener of the Week. So, Summer Lasco, you are the Listener of the Week. You're the Listener of the Week. That's right. You know... We're going to have to really ad-lib the next part of this show because we <laughs> forgot to talk about it. Yes. Every week we get uh, feedback from one special listener. Oh, two songs at once. One special listener, and he is our good buddy, the Haitian Dwarf. Uh, so let's stall a little bit longer while I think of a th- rhyme. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think I got one. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to bed we go. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't Bird. have a line. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to bed we go. To shoot the puck and give a fuck. Hi-ho, hi-ho. There's a hockey one. <laughs> nice, Lame. nice, well done. There's a hockey one. <laughs> Way to go. Anyways, are you good? Play the Haitian you shoot the puck and you uh, fucking he- suck. <laughs> <laughs> you shoot the puck, you fucking suck. Yeah, that would be one. Anyways, uh, Haitian Dwarf gives us feedback every week on iTunes. He goes to iTunes, and that's where he provides us with every week a commentary by one of the greatest uh, listeners we've had. And this week, he says to us, he gives us five stars. One, two, three, four, five. And this is his feedback. He goes, It's only radio, man. I guess, I guess tequila really does make you smart. Dot dot dot. That was his whole thing. That's it. Yeah, that's his whole thing. I guess tequila really does make you smart. Dot dot dot. Is it a riddle? Yes. When he says it's cryptic, isn't it? Mm. It doesn't seem to me to be like uh, something that I can understand. 
like I either it means one thing that I'm dumb, that it, we got drunk and we said a bunch of stupid things, which that sounds pretty that sounds com- pretty close to what happened. Mm-hmm. That might have been what happened, or we were said smart things and uh, we were drunk on tequila, <laughs> and there he was surprised that we said smart things. Ooh. Which one do you think it would be? I sense a lot of sarcasm in that. <laughs> you think he doesn't think we're that smart? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I with think the he's. A, I think he might be insulting. I'm gonna go with A for the win. I would say column A as well. Well, Haitian dwarf. I don't know what you mean. We're drinking unicorn cum today, <laughs> and I think we sound like geniuses. <laughs> well, that's it for feedback this week, everybody. Now is a very my very special uh, treat to be able to introduce our guest today. He's been on the show multiple times. I can't even count anymore. It's, it's, he's been on so often. He's uh, he's played for such teams as the currently still in the Stanley Cup playoff Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, hot. He's played for the Chicago Blackhawks. He's played for the New York Rangers. He's played with my sister, you goddamn prick. <laughs> <laughs> he is our guest. Ryan Vandenbush. Let's hear it for Ryan. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> hey, Ryan. Thanks for coming back in. So there's a bunch of things we want to talk about. Uh, first, I'm really excited when you get to go on these uh, tr- uh, uh, these trips to see the troops. You just went on another one recently, right? You just came back from another trip? Yeah, we went to uh, Kuwait, and then uh, it was a bit of a whirlwind to Kuwait. And How many then, days, like from the beginning to the end? It was six days. Six days? With, uh, two days of travel, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were in Kuwait for uh, pretty much a full day. And uh, we played ball hockey with the troops, and then there was a concert. We bring some music- musicians. Oh, how, how you flew from where to where? Ottawa. Ottawa. So Straight you d- to Kuwait. Ottawa to Kuwait. Yeah. Hmm. All one trip, and then you got off there, and you had like one day there in Kuwait. Yeah, one day in Kuwait, uh, one full day, and then uh, ball hockey. There's a concert, musicians, comedy act, twenty minute comedy act. Yeah. yeah. Have to get you on there next time. Uh, <laughs> I'd love and, to. And then uh, back on a plane the next day, boom, in, in uh, France, Marseille, France. Mm. Uh, we boarded the uh, HMCS, Her Majesty Canadian Ship, Fredericton, it's called. And uh, again, there's another uh, comedy show, uh, uh, musician. Uh, so you're like the opening the love, the love Locks were there. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them. They're a country band. Yeah. And we got to tour the ship. And then, you know, the, the athletes just kind of hang out there with their jerseys on and just mingle with the crowd. And then, uh, boom, back to the hotel, wake up the next day, off to Ukraine, visit the troops there. Yeah. All hockey with them, same thing. And then back home. Where'd you stay when you were in Kuwait? In these little barracks or like tents, kind of like the eco tent that we have. Yeah, yeah. Place. Yeah. And so, and then the other places you stayed at hotels? Yeah. So yeah. this is all, so you stayed one night in each country? Pretty much, yeah. And then got on a plane, left the next day again, and yeah. and so it's kind of like a touring show, same show every night, pretty That's much. Right. Yeah. Unless they can't squeeze in a hockey game, then they just tell you to do something, do That's something, right. make yourself put, useful. Put, yeah, put your jersey on. And just <laughs> <talk to people. laughs> so you had you been to Kuwait before? Three. This that was my third time. Third time in Kuwait. Yeah. And but the first time in Ukraine, I imagine. Yeah. And first time in France too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what are they doing in France? The boat was there, is uh, in port there, so oh. they're I think they're stationed there for 
a month or so and then uh you know it's just it, it was very that like, these guys are on uh on leave for uh, posted out there for a minimum of six months so it's really interesting talking to these guys they, they leave their families a lot of them got you know wife and kids back home and you're not gonna see them for six months and um you know they're they're confined to a boat for you know 90 percent of the time unless you're on port you are allowed to go off uh into the mainland and uh, get a leave of absence from the boat for a little bit, but uh, for the most part, yeah, you're uh, you're on you're stuck on that boat in the the barracks that they sleep in. Like there's bunk beds, and literally there's two and a half feet in between the bunk beds. If you're claustrophobic at all, you don't want to be on that boat. Yeah, it'd be a great group to tell jokes to because they would just li- they would oh, laugh at anything. Absolutely, right? They, they, they're great. Yeah, yeah, they would probably be so happy to see you yeah. guys, right? Yeah, just, just because to the break the monotony of, right. of that day to day for them, right? And that was the whole point. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but we were very. How many tours have you been on like that? Uh, Afghanistan twice, and then uh, Kuwait three times. Hmm. Oh, really? So five trips all overseas, right? Yeah. Wow, it's a really and 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 uh, do you notice anything that's changing or anything that's that struck you on this trip versus the other ones you went on? Uh, no, they're 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 all very similar. You know, everyone's got a role there, and um, no. Do you do you find an adjustment to deal with the military um, way that they are? Like how strict it is and stuff like that, or like, do you uh, like does it does it bother you? Like for me, I would imagine if I was in, I'd, I'd understand the importance of listening to what they say and doing what they tell you to do. You know what I mean? But I would st- it would still bug me to have to do. Well, it. I, I was you know I grew up playing hockey my whole life, so I was kind of in that atmosphere of you know it was, it was like mm. a militant atmosphere. Probably draw a lot of parallels, right? A lot of parallels, except we're not dying out there. Right. Um, but other than that, uh, very similar. I mean, if you're if you're late for you know showing up for something, you know you're fined, and you just you know you're you're, you're taught discipline and, and respect, and and uh, I think it's great. Uh, the military, you know, for a young kid that's coming out of high school and doesn't know what to do, you know, learn a trade. They'll pay for that trade, and uh, but then you got to give them four years of service, right? Yeah. But you get paid for that too while you're getting. Yeah. Uh, we're getting that service in, uh, but uh, great, great experience when, overall. When you were in Kuwait, you've been there three times. You said, yep. "Are there any long? Is there any long term? Like any anyone who's there for a long time? Like when you went back the second time, did you see anyone that you saw the first time? Like any familiar faces, or is it always new, new troops when you go? It was always new troops when I went there. Yeah, they don't have anyone that yeah. stays there like all the time. Like no, no, you, you go rotate. on post for you know, six months and. You know, the rotation worked out, but no, I, I never happened to see anybody twice. Right. Yeah. Do you have Do you have um, uh, uh, the Ukraine? This is your first time. Like, yeah. is is uh, was that a, a barracks? That was um, no, it wasn't barracks. They're like modular uh, trailers there. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, that was interesting. They, and what are they uh, keeping an eye on? Like the Russians? Well, the Russians are trying to take over the land, right? So there's a movie out there, the documentary that uh, we got emailed to us after the uh, trip, which explains the whole controversy going on over there. Um, and I sh- we should have watched that before we went over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the email after. But apparently it's really good and I, it's on my agenda to watch. But uh, yeah, basically it's, uh, you know, the Canadian troops are going over there to work with the Ukraine troops. Uh, the U.S. troops are there as well. 
Um, the reputation that the U.S. troops have, they come in like bulldozers and say, this is the way we're going to do it, and, and that's it. Yeah. The Canadian troops come in there and they say, okay, they listen to the Ukraine troops. They, they figure out strategies, help. ask how they can help. And, you know, they're learning a lot of things from the Ukraine troops. And, you know, the Canadians are giving them feedback and they're working really well together. But, uh, just a different mentality. Different kind of feedback. So... It, it, you'll do it again, of course. You, oh, you didn't screw anything up this time. No, not right? that I know of. <laughs> Good. I think as far as like volunteering for anything, that's like one of the most noble things that I like. It just sounds so cool, you know, to go there and like you just must brighten their, not just their day, like for a long time, right? <laughs> like, it's pretty cool. It, well, it's really, a privilege. Like, <laughs> like the, you know, they were thanking us, and we're like, well, no, we're, we're thanking you guys, man. Right. Like this is right. huge. Like right. what you guys do for our country and keeping us safe over here. we have no idea what's right. going on over there there's a lot of shit going on that they don't tell us either right so oh no um it, it was just a great experience overall and i love coming back and talking about it when you when do you ever see anything where there where it is kind of like they're like this is something you shouldn't talk about because like, it's like uh it's like what we have to do here but we don't want people at home to know about absolutely. it absolutely there's tons of stuff like that they don't talk about and, and then we'll get a little info on some things you know there's some uh, you know we, we get to go into some of the uh, airports where they have some uh, stealth fighters and we're not allowed to take pictures of them and they don't you know they don't want to get that stuff out because yeah you d there's like the general public probably wouldn't be able to stomach the horrors of war mm -hmm. I don't think that they'd be able to when they find out what they actually really do sometimes I think that that would be too much yeah. mm -hmm. like if you could see all the the battles and stuff that they go through and watch how it really looks to kill a person and stuff like that. I don't think most people could stomach that. You know what I mean? Well, the first time I went over to Afghanistan, it was really, it was a, a real eye opener. They, they had a ramp ceremony and a ramp ceremony is when someone uh, dies in, in action. And uh, so they, you know, they carry the coffin and they, they load the coffin onto the plane and, you know, everyone's standing there in a line and the, the trumps are going and, and band pipes and, you know, and they're saluting the, their soldier off to back to the, their homeland, and it's very sad. And you got F-18s flying above you, you know, roaring. And it's just, wow. uh, it's surreal. Really? You were there for that? Yeah. 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 Something now, that just happened recently before you were there, like while you were there. It, it happened while we were there. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. There, there is, you know, F-18s flying 24/7. Right. I can't remember the actual dollar amount of oil that's being uh, spent. From all these uh, F-18s flying around, and it was millions of dollars. Uh, it was like an hour or something ridiculous. I mean, and water alone in Afghanistan was a million dollars a day because you can't use their water. Oh, really? You know, every time you brush your teeth and everything, you you got bottles of water everywhere. That's wow. what you got. Can't do. use any other water. No, that is something you don't even think about, eh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. To change uh, subjects a bit, because you, that's the one nice thing you're doing, right? Another nice thing you're doing is the Bob Probert ride that's coming up. Bob right? Probert Memorial Bike Ride, yeah. And you've done that uh, since the beginning? I missed one one ride. It was, uh, you know, opening day for Bass Day with my dad. So uh, it's been our ritual for Ever. since I was, yeah. Is this so one of the born, same weekend so again? Pretty much falls on the same weekend all the time, but... Uh, yeah, so I'm. Uh, I got asked to be the road captain this year, so it'll be good. Yeah, that's S nice. Sunday, June 26. If anybody's got a bike, get your butt out to Windsor. What's that entail, Bush uh, road captain? Just like so they we meet at nine o'clock in the morning at a central spot, and 
Um, the family, Danny and the kids get up there and do a little spiel yeah. about what it's all about, uh, giving back to uh, Hotel de Grace, which is a, a heart uh, disease, uh, cardiac pulmonary. And then um, I get introduced and I say a little spiel and then I just lead the first ride to the first post. I think there's about eight posts around Windsor along the shoreline. And uh, I just You're like the lead the cap. That's I'm awesome. the captain for the first post, and then after that, we're all scattered. And didn't cool. didn't Bob Prober get you into uh, riding bikes in the first place? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Did, he, uh, he taught me how to ride a bike. Uh, 2002, actually, that's the year my fat boy. We were in Tampa Bay, and uh, oh. I'll never forget it because we were flying in. He says, "Bushy, let's go for a bike ride." And I said, "Bike ride? I don't even have my bike license. <laughs> I never even rode a dirt bike. Never grew up with a dirt bike ever." Yeah. Had a moped though, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Don't worry about it." So him and uh, Tony Amante and Aaron Downey, who also never rode a a, a road bike either, uh, we went with them to the Harley Davidson shop, and uh, Tony and and Bob went into the the shop and rented two bikes, and they came out and they showed us how to ride the bikes out in the parking lot. Show the farm boys. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we picked it up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And they said, "Okay, get on the back of the bike." Boom. We went on to another Harley Davidson shop. They go in, rent two more bikes. <laughs> <laughs> and in Florida, no helmet law, right? Yeah. This is how stupid we are. Like <laughs> I am anyways. No helmet. We didn't have a shirt on. Drew yeah. got dress pants and dress shoes on, right? <laughs> Get on the bikes. Go to St. Pete's Beach right on the highway. Go on about 90 miles an hour. I've never been so scared in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeez, funny. Man. I remember at your wet. What year did you get married? Uh, 2002. 2002? Because yeah. I remember at your wedding or around that time, being at your place, and they, I'm pretty sure it was at your place, Bob Probert and some other guy came riding down the driveway. Mark Bell. Mark, Mark Bell, Bell with no helmets on. Right. We are like, yeah. you know, you don't see that around here yeah. on their big Harleys, right? They're like, holy, these guys are badass. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the restaurant. You know, I got there. I was all happy and, you know, had a, had a beer and a, a couple of hamburgs. And now we're getting back. I'm feeling all happy. And, and now it's getting dark. And, and Bob and... Tony are just going like 110 miles an hour now and then now the lights going down everything's a little bit different when it gets dark and you got a you know one pop in you yeah and I'm like oh my I was so tense and I'll never forget I'm driving down there trying to keep up with these guys because I have no fucking idea where I'm going right and I just need to know I just got to keep up with them and <laughs> And all of a sudden, I hear this horn honking, honk, 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 honk. I can barely look over to my right to see what the hell's Proby doing. And literally, he's got his fucking hands off the steering wheel with the camera taking a picture of me. I couldn't even look at him with two hands on my steering wheel. And he's got both hands off the steering wheel taking a picture. <laughs> Just ice water running through his veins. So he doesn't give a shit at all. Yeah, those aren't the days of the iPhone either. No. No. Fucking camera. He's rolling the wheel. To <laughs> yeah, crank the camera. No, it was one of those disposable cameras. Yeah. Yeah. He's, click, he's yeah. cranking it. Yeah. <laughs> Taking his time. <laughs> Doesn't even <Jesus>. care. <laughs> I got back to the hotel and I was just kissing the ground when I got there. I, all the guys went out that night and I, I stayed back in the hotel room. I just was happy to lay in my bed. <laughs> How did Downey do? Good. Oh, he's a farm boy. He grew up on a dirt bike, right? So oh, by yeah. the end of it, he was doing like spins, you know, with his, yeah. his bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That's a good story. So the, the, the other thing we have to talk about. Because you are a sponsor of the show, the owner of Lakeside Vista, and you have a big event coming up this uh, this summer, right? Bushstock. Bushstock. Ooh, nice. This is you went through a hell and back really to to get everything all uh, all okayed by the county, and 
you've got permits and you've done a, like a, a heck of a lot of work to get to this point. We're legal now. That's good. We've been doing bush talks since 2011 uh, with friends and family. And uh, yeah, so now we're going to open up to the public uh, Labor Day weekend, September 3rd and 4th, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, we haven't picked up our full lineup yet. We've got some bands picked, but, uh, you know, there's a few on the radar. (laughs) I feel like I'm auditioning tonight. Do you like uh, radio? Radio. 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 You should have done a joker. You should have done a joker. I told you. You you guys blew it with that song. You know, going back, like, it's a struggle, like, trying to figure out what is right for everybody. And you, you hear so many different people chirping in your ear you got to do this you got to do that and i'm like i'm i felt like i was spinning around on a merry-go-round and not getting anywhere and oh. lisa's like you know ryan like we talked about this before you know we we're gonna grow bush talk organically with multiple genres playing that day we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into one particular genre whether it be blues or whether it be country or whatnot so a true music festival that's right it's a celebration of music and it'll be different genres around there maybe a little reggae some you know maybe country rock some alternative rock whatever but uh, that's what we're working on oh that's good so it's going to be really uh and the the, the you actually have uh what 500 camp campsites as well yeah 500 so yep. that's uh so that's pretty sweet. Are you, is it? Is there any restrictions as far as locals to the campsites? No, no, no. First come, first serve. We're going to cap it off at two thousand people maximum. Uh, we got to master that first before we go any bigger. But right. uh, you know, it's a nice day. Hopefully, we can get that. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't think oh, a long a weekend in the yeah. most beautiful part of the province. I don't see how you could have any problems with it. Eh? It's it's Lakeside Vista, where the views are beautiful and the memories are even better. <laughs> You guys are good. <laughs> it's a nice way to wrap up the summer too, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. it's a great party. Oh, it's always a good time. There's actually only 499 sites because I definitely get one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You guys all got one for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We are kind of auditioning all, all of us. Ex- um, constantly. Yeah, constantly. This is trying to get any time to get up on stage, so we'll be happy to help you out That's however awesome. we can. Awesome. Um, What's that? Well, Your people right. trying to get you down back down to Dover tonight. They hear nocturnal yeah. emissions yeah. coming yeah. in hot. Yeah, yeah. Dover yeah. is just flying with bikes already. It's yeah, Thursday, but they're yeah, coming in. Start raining. Tonight, Thursday right. nights. Oh, Thursday night in Dover is always a better night, anyway. Yeah, yeah. great night for the locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when everybody the the beer tents are hopping. And it seems mm-hmm. like Friday people are getting out of town, and there's yeah. nothing really going on yeah. Friday night. It's amazing how fast they clear it up. Like that one July that we're talking about, 150 thousand people. Literally, like I went to bed like probably four o'clock in the morning that night, but I, at seven o'clock in the morning, the street Gone. scrapers are out there. Everything was cleaned up. It yeah, like a ghost town. It's like it never even happened. Yeah, yeah it's, it's unbelievable how quickly that stuff goes away. Like it just yeah. comes in like a like a fucking like whirlwind. Right, and then it's gone, and there's no trace of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Every, pretty cool. Everybody Amazing. wants to see it, right? Like Thursday yeah. night it starts. Got they stay overnight. Big party the morning. There's Friday night. People are getting out of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's no accommodations either. Right. Where are they going to stay? Exactly. Yeah, it's tough. Today they're at the beach. Lakeside Vista. I should yeah, open up where the, the views are beautiful. <laughs> and the memories are even better. Oh, <laughs> well, Nailed it. <laughs> so, you know what? We, should, it's a, you know, we, we probably got time. You know? I think we do. We got, we got time. You guys got your fingers all limbered up. Ryan, are you ready to, ready to play a little game we call Weird Facts? Sure. We're just going to talk about things, that's all. 
you know, there's these things we call weird facts. And uh, this is one of them that uh, I found. It says nearly 10% of Americans have gone to work while high on marijuana at least once. Every day. I'm, I'm going to call false on that one. It's probably more like 25%. Well, it's actually, uh, according to the study, that is true, but it's also true that at least 40% of the people that answer that survey are full of shit, I think. Yeah, they're baked. And, uh, they're, yeah. They're, because I don't think most people would answer that question honestly. Do you? Like most people, if they're saying, do you ever get high and go to work? I'd say like, no, I'm not fucking losing my job. You know? Yeah, no. Yeah. And I also don't think they're interviewing the fucking, you know, 50 Mexicans that are sitting at the Home Depot waiting to get picked up that morning where they may not get picked up to build a deck that morning. Yeah. And they might just want to smoke a joint, but then they get picked up and they go to work anyways. Amongst that community, I'd say 90%. <laughs> Right. <laughs> they they give the time 4:20 for a reason. I really believe it's you know near the end of the work day and you want to leave work happy. So you smoke a spliff on your little break before you leave. So you're happy leaving work. So you can come back the next day. Yeah. Or you could you could just do it when you wake up in the morning and just so you can tolerate your entire day. <laughs> There's yeah. two options. Hey, that's the best way. There's other ways to go. There's just multiple ways to go. Did you know this this fact? There are more trees in America today than there were 100 years ago. False. That's true. Really? True. They're all true. Oh. They're real weird. facts. It's not even really a game. I just didn't even write them. They're all true. Yeah, there's more trees than 100 years ago. Because I think 100 years ago, you think 100 years ago was uh, 1916, right? And back uh, in 1916, nobody gave a shit about the environment. You know, they were just cutting down trees. They weren't replanting them. They were just cutting them down. Yeah, lots of them. And then somewhere after that, we figured out we should probably replant so we can cut them down again. And now we have more trees. Makes sense. Yeah. So we were actually bigger assholes than we are now 100 years ago, which is nice <laughs> to know that. Eh? We're growing. Did you know that if you took the total weight of all the ants on Earth... Not not uh, your ants, like not a a u n t, not aunts. The little insects. But the insects. You took all of the weight of all of the ants on Earth. It is about the same as the weight of all the humans on Earth. Hmm. Holy mm. shit. Yeah. Fucking weird. There's a lot of ants. That means, right? Mm. I would say. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a whole bunch of ants like in a hole in the ground like there's zillions of them I'm, we don't even know they I'm trying to imagine how many ants equals the weight of one human yeah and then you multiply that by seven billion yeah it's a fuckload of ants that's a lot of ants <laughs> there's a whole ant somewhere with like with a lot of ants in it I bet <laughs> did you know that some people uh, on average this is on average most people fear spiders more than death. Stupid facts. That's bullshit. Yeah. No, what? That's I think bullshit. people will be afraid of something imminent like a spider. Something that's on, like, that they can see that's tangible, that's right there in front of them. Uh, a spider. Then a concept like death that they can't really put their head around because it's going to happen so far in the future. What do you think of that? I guess. Huh? <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Because it's more immediate? Yeah, but if I knew I was going to, if I was deathly afraid of spiders, and if I knew I was going to die the next day, I'd rather sit in a box of spiders right. than die. die. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
It seems like death should be more scary because it's more it's more like a real danger. Death will kill you, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But a spider is not going to do really that it might much. Not be poisonous. It might just bite you. You get a little bit of a, a raised bump. Itchy. This is my favorite one right here. The world, sl- the word slut. You know the word slut? Hmm. Yep. Could you spell hmm. that? S L U T slut. The word slut was originally used to describe a woman who didn't keep her room clean. Oh. She was a dirty slut. Dirty slut. Right? That's what it meant. It meant originally a woman to keep her room clean. Is, is room a metaphor for vagina? I don't know. But what I'm thinking is oh. that somewhere in history. <laughs> Dirty cunts. Dirty. That's what they used to call them rooms. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I think that in history there was a time where these girls didn't keep the room clean, used to put out a lot. Because it would be like a guy would go visit three women that all didn't keep the room clean, but they all he, they all sucked his dick. You know what I mean? Dirty sluts. And he's like, hey, those sluts will really f- suck your dick. Slut facts. <laughs> and then it became uh, more used like it is today. <laughs> just happened. Yeah. That also it, happened organically. It just happened organically. This is a stupid one that people say sometimes. Studies show. You know, studies show. Mm, they say that. I don't like it when they say studies show. I'll tell you right now. Because uh, usually it means uh, that uh, somebody said. It's just vague. You know, you can get a study show anything you want it to show. But this one says, studies show men prefer brunettes over blondes. Studies show. Well, the studies. There's six men here. Well, I prefer brunettes. Brunettes over blondes? But all of us are white, too. Oh, true. And you know that most of the world is not white. They're like Indian or Chinese, and they all have bl- brown hair. That's right, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like brunette is more options, it seems. Right. Brunette is involved with the Hispanic culture, the native uh, culture, aboriginals of all sorts. Middle so, Eastern. Middle Eastern. And all of them are just dreaming of a blonde? The blonde ones are like a real freak. They're only like a Scandinavian countries or something like that. You know, it's a real small percentage of the world of these like blonde... Steve's like ideal human being, you know, like the, the, the Steve's like beautiful dream. Oh no, that's not you, Steve. That was Hitler. That was Hitler. My mistake. Pretty near. Which one of you two had the beard? That was you, right? Hitler was only the little mustache. Yeah. Uh, according to research conducted at Newcastle University, a bacon sandwich can cure a hangover. Yes, it can. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> you had to fucking do a study about that? <laughs> Newcastle to, University? Just go to college. Right? Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you eat a bacon sandwich, is delicious. You need grease and something to soak up the booze. Yeah. That, guy, that guy's a genius. That was his year yeah. thesis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get drunk and eat thesis. Yes, thesis. <laughs> I'm going to eat a bacon sandwich and see if it makes me feel better. Yes, it does. Let's do it again see if it happens again. Yes, it does. Hey, you want to get drunk with me and eat a bacon sandwich? Yes, I do. It's part of my schooling. <laughs> and then you do it again. It worked again. Every fucking time. And it's delicious. Yeah. 
You know what? No, this is a fact. This isn't just a fact, a weird fact. Marijuana was initially made illegal in the United States in 1937. Fucking weird. 1937. You want to know why? Oh, no, no. It was, it was made illegal by a man who testified that the drug made white women want to be with black women in a physical manner. Oh, interracial right. lesbians. No, not lesbians. White women with black men. Oh. That's a heterosexual love. But in the time of 1937, they, like cock. Uh, they didn't like it. Because they said if you if the women would smoke the marijuana, it would make them want to be with black guys. Oh, bumbaras. <laughs> because the black guys had the weed, right? Oh, yeah. Either at the jazz club or whatever it was. And when you smoke weed, you become more open-minded, right? You're open for new things. They're open, all right. Right? <laughs> I think there might have been a point to that. Big black cocks. Do you think it? Do you think it? What do you think? <laughs> yeah? You're going to touch that one? Is the racialness of it? Big black cock. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Hey, I'm out of weird facts. <laughs> That's it. Anything else we want to touch on? I want to talk about one thing before we close the show out. Yeah, let's do it. And that's uh, Darlin. You know how uh, I always wanted to call women Darlin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know how you go to a, like a diner and people, like, you'll get like a waitress and she'll call you sugar? You know how like if you, she'll be like, well, you want home friends with that sugar? Yeah. Right? Something like that. I love it. Love it like nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can hear a British guy, well, it'll be like, what's your name, darling? Right? Something like that. It's fine. Oh, I thought you were gonna say something else there. But if I say darling, if I go like, hey, like if I'm doing like stand up or something like that, and I try to like uh, go uh, tell a girl and call her dar- darling, like what's your name, darling? I sound creepy all of a sudden, right? It doesn't come across good. You can either come across like a cowboy. What's your name, darling? You know, hey little darling. Hey little darling. What's it? You know, or a British guy like. Hello, darling. You know, like that sort of thing. But when you're just like a fucking grumbly, gravel-voiced guy, you can say, "What's your name, darling?" You know, it, it comes across like you're. It's a little rapey. You can Especially just, when you say it like that. Yeah, oh, darling. Oh. <laughs> What's your name, darling? <laughs> Some folks call it a Kaiser blade. <laughs> One thing we forgot to talk about at the top of the show is that you guys did come to watch me perform yesterday at Club Seven Sixty Five. We did, and. Uh, Stephen uh, and Dave, as we am talking about, Steve, the reluctant German, and Dave, uh, the rooster charters, came to watch me perform last night. And I, I, I got to admit, I thought I would be nervous having people I knew watch me perform because I never had anyone other than my wife come to my show. She's not here. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it didn't bother me at all to have you guys there. But Stephen. Yeah, man. It, it, you said the whole experience really had a, a profound effect on you as a person. Yeah, it it really did. I was, uh, I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad today. You're for so having the experience. I feel sad. I feel Why, weepy. Stephen? Why? Why are you so you, do sad? Do you feel sad for me? Was it because of my performance? No, you did really, really well. And I don't want to slag anybody who was at the show who, you know, would listen to the. Uh, they do podcast, all listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're my friends. They're my friends. I know, and they're great people. I just I felt a little sad. I, I can't describe. No, you did say well, you did say because it was daylight, because it was daylight, right? Comedy in the daylight is tough. It's hard. It is tough because it was an early show. Because the ugliness, or it's just like 
It's like you know how this things should seem be like the right time. It's no. like you guys want to perform rock music. You want to do it at night. Yes. You don't want to do it in the middle of the afternoon. It's it. a different thing, right? You know, it's not as it's, it lacks something. You know, mm-hmm. comedy is the same thing, especially when you're doing dirty jokes. You don't want to tell it at six thirty. Right. You know, you tell dirty jokes at nine or ten or you know when right. it's a little later. That's why we do this show now when yeah. we do it because yes. you're right. You know. Right. So that does take a little bit of sting out of it. And it's a writing room, too. There was a lot of people there and some people trying new stuff and stuff like that. So that is a, a little bit different than going to see, like, a, a polished book show that's that's a little different or whatever, where everybody's really tight and doing old proven material and stuff like that. But I thought that was cool, too, to see the process. What did you think, Dave? I was I thought you did great, first of all. It was, like, seven minutes of uh, just you were comfortable and and you know smooth. timing and smooth yeah it was all good and got some last you got a fist bump from uh rusty in the corner there yeah fist bump from a at a punchline that was pretty yeah. cool that was all cool but i was what really surprised me and what i left with was the amount i was shocked at the amount of crazy people around there <laughs> and inside the bar was like maybe 20 percent or something like that like yeah. two, or two out of ten people i would say were crazy yeah. but out on the street you know, when you're out having a, a smoke or whatever and having a chat, every single person who walked by was was crazy. Like, yeah, like yeah you I didn't know. want to make eye contact yeah. with any of them. Yo. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was just the neighborhood or, or what. Well, or is that, does that follow comedy of, everywhere? Or? Someone got kicked know. out of the place during Pete's set. When it first yeah, started. I never even noticed them. But yeah, during you're doing my comedy, and this guy's like, "I'm gonna get you! I'm <laughs> gonna get you!" I talked to the bouncer. Me? No, no, the uh, the bouncer. Apparently, it was the bouncer's oh. night off. Oh yeah, he's like this guy comes in all the time and picks a fight with me. Oh yeah, working. (laughs) He's trying to kick him out. I'm like, I didn't hear that at all. That was all going on during my set. eh? That's pretty cool. Sorry, how do you prepare go before you go on stage? Like, first of all, like kudos to you for actually having the balls to go up there. I could never do that in a million fucking years trying to make somebody laugh in front of a group of people. So, how do you? What's your mindset like before you go on stage? Like, how do you prepare to go on there? Well, usually the way it works is that you start out with the jokes and the suck balls and like really bad. But I'm saying before you go on a stage, like uh, the first you, time, like before you even general. walk on stage, like how do you your preparation? Oh well, chicken after, wings. Yeah, I had chicken wings. I had a half plate chicken wings, and then uh, usually I look over my jo- I I write down my set list, so it's like just like a it's same as if you had a set list for songs, and I just kind of go over the order of where I'm going to tell my jokes. And then I just keep looking over my set list over and over again until I feel comfortable and I put it in my back pocket and I go up there. Mm-hmm. And then if uh, if I get stuck, I could always reach in my back pocket, but I never have yet. So There was one part you left out where the, the guy before you went on, you knew you were, up, you were up next, and then you stood up from the table and started pacing mm-hmm. on the other side of the wall back and forth three or four times. Oh, did I really? Yeah. Yeah, the see. nervous pacing you left out. Yeah, I didn't notice I did that. Yeah, see, there's certain things that I won't <laughs> notice I do because I'm having. I'm, 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 I don't feel nervous though. To be honest with you, I don't really feel nervous. I feel nervous energy. It's energy. Yeah, you, yeah. You got to get moving, right? And it's like it just kind of makes you feel like. As otherwise, I'll sit there and shake. You know, like because yeah. it's nervous energy. You just want to get going. You know. Yeah. And then and then once it's done, you kind of come down off that. It's like an adrenaline uh, low after that. Like, and you have to figure out a way to go to bed. Because your st- your adrenaline takes a while to kind of get out of you yeah. before you can kind of sleep it off. That's Even just for like seven minutes, you do seven minutes, but you're like, you still get pretty jacked for it, you know? Like, because it's, uh, 
it is kind of like you against the room, right? Every time. Pete, so. you, you uh, play more than I do. I average probably about four or five minutes in a hockey game, and I couldn't sleep either until after two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Same, same shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played two games. <laughs> but you prepare so much to play that. Seven My minutes. head doesn't hurt at all, though, as much as yours did, though. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I prepared as much. Yeah, that's the thing. You do prepare like it's ridiculous, actually, for such a short period of time that you perform. Right. How much you thought you put into those five minutes or whatever I you do train year round to play four minutes a game yeah 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 it's really it, actually i never would have considered that that uh, parallel but it's very similar yeah, and think of the ritual like you're pacing yeah guys swaying listening to the national anthem it's all the same yeah, yeah, yeah. you just get ready for go time and yeah. you have to go yeah yeah it's interesting yeah because i never would have thought of it from that that perspective before but that is true it's a it, it is kind of like the, you do battle the crowd too because if they turn on you which they do from time to time i've had crowds just hate me like they just don't like anything about me they don't get me like usually kids like college kids fucking can't stand me too old i'm too old <laughs> but then uh uneducated kids of the same age like ones that aren't in college ones that are just working they love me yeah. right but if you're actually like one of those smart college kids you fucking hate me are they really smart <laughs> i don't know yeah they don't like question. when i say they don't like uh i don't think they like dirty i don't think they like dirty things they're too busy uh growing beards and wearing tight pants what's right and what's wrong and all that stuff i don't know what it is but i gotta find a way to break those little fuckers down because uh, because uh, they really are a head scratcher. What are they doing at a comedy show if they don't laugh at things? That's what I always. Too good for everything. <laughs> yeah. Most of them are great, though. Most of them are great. Yeah, don't come out to Pete's show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I want to thank everybody for coming in today. Uh, for my guest, Ryan Vandenbush. Uh, again, if you'd like to check out the uh, Bush stock, it's happening this uh, this Labor Day weekend, Saturday and Sunday. If you go to uh, the Facebook page for Bush stock, well, we're yeah, we're still in the works of uh, getting our website done. So LakesideVista.ca is uh, the only website right now, but we're we're getting it working shortly. But you do have a Facebook page for Bush stock, yeah. and then uh, and LakesideVista.ca will be able to give you all the updates you need, and the Bob Probert, uh charity ride is coming up june 26 june 26 so if anybody's got a bike and you're in that area if you're in leamington i know a couple people listen that maybe fit that description you want to go down to windsor and support this great cause it's going to help out uh and uh the nocturnal emissions if you want to book them go to their uh, the nocturnal emissions on facebook and they're available to be booked at uh, any of your venues and if you like selling booze, mm-hmm. I think this is the band for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to even book me for a comedy show, you can book oh. me at live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. Or if you want to provide me with any feedback, feedback, <laughs> live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com. Otherwise, you can like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Dutch Hall. Uh, other than that, we will uh, see you NT. See you next Thursday. Ready, boys? Everybody. Yeah.
Great show. 